When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. I don't know how well you uh, rode out that storm yesterday. That was something else, wasn't it? Biblical. I know that's an overused statement. It was biblical. It, but seriously, I and I drove right through, I think, the middle of it. I was out Elmira Way. And I was coming home from Elmira in the um, the early afternoon. Going south on Highway 85. Trying to make my way down to the 401 to come home. The skies opened up. The thunder, the lightning, the whole show. And... The wind kicked up, and I tell you, I thought I was going to see like a cow flying by because that's farmland. But there were branches, good-sized branches, flying across the highway. There was a tree that came down just ahead of me, covering up one of the southbound lanes. And um, everybody was driving at about, you know, maybe 30 clicks with their hazard lights on. And it was white knuckle, white knuckle driving. You know what I mean by white knuckle driving all the way home. I saw a big 18 wheeler overturned on the 401 going westbound. Whenever I see something like that, I make the sign of the cross. You know, I hope everyone's okay. So I got home and the power was out. And um, I was doing coast to coast last night. So I went down for my, uh, I call it my grandpa nap to get ready for the show. When I got up around five o'clock, the, the, uh, the power was on in our house and the internet was great. Um, it was like this, it was weird because it was this little enclave, uh, a cluster of houses on our street that we had full power, but just a few doors, a few doors down, I heard their, their generators running and to the West of us, completely dark to the North and the South, completely dark. But my house, our neighbor's house, a few other houses across the street were on and that's it. Uh, and then today, this morning when I woke up. Wi-Fi, internet completely down and won't be back probably until Tuesday. So here I am. It's great to be here. A great uh, excuse to come and see my buddy Carlos, and uh, who I don't think I've seen in almost a year. And you can imagine the mailroom. <laughs> I, I filled my trunk with mail to take home and open. So if you wrote to me and you haven't heard from me, thanks for your patience. 
All right. Uh, I'm not sure. Just one more quick note. I'm not sure if my mom is listening tonight. Sometimes she stays up late and listens. She'll be 97 next month and I'm going to see her tomorrow. And I, I plan on spending the whole day. She's not feeling too well these days and she could use your prayers. Love you, mom. I'll see you tomorrow. So what's in a name? You've heard that old expression many times. It turns out a lot, perhaps more than you know. So in the first hour, we're going to delve into the energy, the energy and the power behind different names and how changing one's name even can affect one's personality. Every letter in the alphabet has a specific energy to it, just like colors do. So we're going to learn how people with the same name, for example, will share similar traits. We'll learn how a person's middle name has importance as a um, as a bridge between the first and last names and a connection to our self image and last names, of course, join everyone in the family in one specific energy. We'll also talk about what are the most powerful names. In the second hour, a, uh, a variety of strange and unusual activities in Alaska, including missing airplanes and people, shipwrecks and ghost ships, weird beings and time travelers. It's like one-stop shopping for the paranormal up there. Vortices and portals. So like the Bermuda Triangle, there is an area in Alaska while not uh, perfectly triangular, it seems to be a nexus for high strangeness. And we'll speak with a paranormal investigator and author about that. All right, let's talk about the energy and power of names. Mariana Korwitz is an internationally recognized and acclaimed expert on numerological and subliminal influences as applied to names, birth dates, and addresses. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in education and has long researched the relationship between mathematics and the energetic factors that impact our lives. Mariana has made appearances on the Today Show, ABC Nightline, and Fox News, and of course, on the uh, Coast to Coast AM program, which I occasionally host. Mariana is the author of Name Power 101, Addresses Count, and Cycles Count. Korwitz, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks so much. It's great to be with you. Likewise. So you talk about the psychology of mathematics. What does that mean? Well, when we think of math, most of the time we think of numbers, addition, and subtraction. But there's really science and mathematics between so much of what we do in life. And there is actually science and mathematics behind language. And that's something we don't have to think about too much. But really applies to names and how names are interpreted and how they interact with us. Right. So I, 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 th I think of mathematics as sort of the, the matrix that's behind everything. So is it as simple as when it comes to the alphabet, like the, is it the Pythagorean screed, like A is one, B is two, C is three? That's right. So initially when we started alphabets and languages and so forth, well, initially languages were just spoken. They weren't written. And then once we started to write languages and create, create different symbols, then there was a sequence that was involved so that when names and words were constructed, they could have better meaning if they were put together in patterns that made sense. Even though we don't see those patterns or necessarily hear them, they're there behind the scenes working. So does the power of one's name come in the written form, in the spoken form, both? Is it different? 
It's really all of those. So the name itself has this pattern that's behind the scenes. It's very subliminal. And when you say the name, it reverberates. When you write the name, according, you write the symbols. And so it's the same pattern. So whichever way that name is represented or put out there, it's going to create or activate that pattern or that energy. So then what, what um, gives a name or what names then um, have more energy? Uh, are, are there certain letters in the name that give the name more energy or is it the combination of letters? I think it's more rather than having more energy, it's more the purpose behind a name. So as people started creating names for reasons and to support people in their different roles in life, the actual pattern of the name would represent what the person was meant to do. So if someone was supposed to be a leader, the name would be instilled with leadership qualities in the letters that come together, and that person would more readily be able to step up front and act alone and make decisions. And if someone was more in a secondary role in life, a name would be very appropriately chosen for that. Now, we've gone away from that in today's culture, but the names still have those patterns and they're still acting out. So if you have a name that makes you very, very leadership oriented, you won't be happy unless you're in a leadership role. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So not to be overly self-indulgent here, but my name, Richard. Um, I, there's King Richard. There is, uh, you know, there, there have been uh, hockey players, Rocket Rich, well, uh, Rocket Richard, that was uh, Maurice Richard. That's a last name. But well, so what is the name Richard? Well, the name Richard will encourage you to be very independent and self-sufficient, somewhat of a pioneer. So you'll always be looking to take new paths and solve problems from your own perspective. And it's a name that will also encourage you to be very intuitive, very sensitive intuitively. So that sixth sense, very much aware. So when you get that gut feeling, you want to listen to it. And also will turn you in, tune you into the arts. So that could be writing, it could be acting, could be radio work, any of those things, because you can play a role really well with this name because of that intuitive quality. So as you, you hinted at this earlier, that if you don't follow uh, a particular path where you're, that, that, that fits your name, there will be conflict there, right? Internal there conflict? Will be. In fact, one of my clients, uh, I do consult with people about their names and coach them around their names. She called me and said she was just really upset with her path in life career-wise, and she was an accountant. Um, she said she just didn't know why. She didn't like what she was doing. Well, it turned out her name was very people-oriented and partnership-oriented. So here she was working with numbers all day in very solo role, and she was really meant to work with people. Yet, when I told her about that, she said, well, my father paid for my education, so I would hate to not be an accountant. So she had to go through a situation in life where she had to determine, am I going to follow the path that's going to make me most happy, or am I going to make my dad happy? So how does it work? Could your, your name, though, also influence, even if you're not familiar or aware of what your name means and the energy and power behind your name, could the energy and power of your name lead you in certain directions? So, um, you know, my name is Richard. Um, 
to what extent did my name and the power and energy around it influence my decision to get into radio? It's going to be there working behind the scenes. And even though it's not like a loud message that's saying, okay, go into radio, you're going to have that kind of feeling or that nudge. So everybody has that quality. It's kind of like I use music as an analogy a lot. So if you have a very soft classical music playing in the background, you're going to feel relaxed and just kind of want to mellow out. And if it's hard rock, you're going to have a different feeling. What you decide to do, of course, is up to you with those different music influences. And the same is true with the name. So you're going to feel those nudges. You're going to feel like you should be going in a certain direction. And then what you do accordingly is up to you. What about when you shorten a name? If you're uh, uh, Richard, it becomes Rich or Rick or Dick. If you're Robert, you become Bob. Does that affect, and if you start using that and writing that, does that somehow change the energy? It definitely does. So people that have name choices, it's really good to take a look at what each one brings into their life. Now, if you know what each one of those different influences are, you can choose to use each name where it best suits you. In some instances, some of the nicknames or shortened forms of names really are to be avoided because they may not bring much strength to your life at all. But each time you change the spelling of a name, even if you were to say the name the same way, if the spelling changes, then the energy changes as well. And you help people, you coach people on, uh, you know, how to get in touch with the energy influences of their name, but also, uh, do you also coach them on if they're having, if they're expecting a child on how to select a name? That's right. Um, when you are one of the biggest decisions that you make in life, biggest choices that you make is the choice you make in the name you choose for your child. And so in many countries, at least in ancient times and even in some of the Asian countries still today, there are name givers who will help the parents to choose a name that will be really appropriate to their role in life, the family orientation, um, if it's a family that's very adventurous or more of a family that's conservative. And so when you pick that name, it's going to fit well into the circumstances and actually be balanced in the spelling so that it works well all the way around. And of course, with names, we have our first name, which affects our personality the most, our last name, which affects everyone in the family, and then the middle name, which affects self-image. And when you put all three of those together, you get your signature, and that's going to affect your career and your finances and your travel. So when naming a baby, you want all of those things to work together well and also to work well with sound. So you've got this big ensemble that is absolutely perfect for the child. MarianaKorwitz.com is the website. Mariana and then Korwitz is K-O-R-W-I-T-T-S. MarianaKorwitz.com. If, let's say historically, someone was not a a nice person, someone, um, I don't know, was uh, the ruler of an empire and and was a, a, a homicidal maniac, and they had a particular name, can that influence the name thereafter in a negative way? It's going to influence the way people perceive the name. So when we look at names, or when I look at names, I look at the sound of the name and the association 
And that association can often be developed throughout time with different people that have the name. And then, of course, there's that subliminal energy. So if someone was not a particularly good person or they did some things that were not thought of very well, then it's unlikely that that name is going to be chosen as one of the top names in popularity over a period of several years after. Uh, are, when, when a name becomes popular, is it, is it a subconscious thing? Are people gravitating towards that name, not maybe understanding the, the energy of it, but they're, 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 the energy is, is sort of drawing them in to, to, to use that name? Yes, that's very true, and I think naming trends have changed a lot with time. Years ago, and I would say up until maybe 10 years ago, people would be very conservative in the names that they chose. They wanted a name that would not have their child stand out too much. Oftentimes, the name would have a lot of tradition. Sometimes, it would be a name that's handed down through families. Now, we're getting more and more into unique naming trends, so that people want their child to actually stand apart, be unique and different. And in some instances, going beyond names that were used as first names and are now being drawn into that first name category. So you might name a child River or London after a city or as a natural resource. And so there you're kind of going into new territory. There's still going to be that energy around the name. So for instance, if you name your, your son River, He's going to be pretty active and flowing, just like a river does. So you want to be sure that when you choose a name that's not your usual trend, that you know what that name is going to be doing. So how can a, how can a name affect you physically? Affect you physically? Yes. Um, well, when the energy is there, you're going to respond to it. So my given name was Mary Ann, so I didn't have the A on the end of the name, and I didn't know much about names, of course, early in life, but when I became an elementary teacher, I knew that there were certain names that caused kids to be a little more active, and I wouldn't want to see them on my class list in September. So when I started studying my own name, I realized that Mary Ann had a lot of adrenaline flowing through it. So I always felt very antsy. I wanted to do 25 things at once, and gas pedals always down to the floor, so physically, it was affecting me. I didn't realize where that was coming from. And that's one of the reasons that I did make a slight name change by adding the A to my name. Really? That's remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as you changed it, did you, the cha- when you added that extra A and became Mary Anna, was the change uh, instantaneous? It happened pretty quickly. Um, it, the change, when you change a name, initially when you change it, you will feel that new energy. And then when you make it a legal change, if you choose to do that, you're going to see and feel that energy a lot more. So when I made the legal change, I definitely sensed the difference. And it kind of calmed things down in my life, which was what I was looking for to begin with. Hmm. Remarkable. Remarkable. Um, what about people who, let's say they're, they're named at birth, and maybe they're adopted, uh, or somehow, through some circumstance, they lose their name, and they're named something else. Is that likely to cause problems? It can, because once a name is put on a birth certificate, 
that name will stay with you with its influence all through life. Even if you do make a name change, it's kind of like you have a, another chapter added to who you are. And so if you are given a certain name at birth and then you're adopted or you go through some sort of dramatic change in life where that initial name is no longer used, it's still going to be there in the background. You're still going to have that kind of layered in to the energy of who you are. In a lot of cultures, there are name change traditions. So Native American cultures and so forth, the names would be changed even in some religious circumstances when a woman would go into a convent or a man would go into a monastery. The names would be changed because it was thought that there would be an energy that would be much more conducive to being in that new community. So our names create different chapters in life. If we do change our names, even when women marry and they take on a husband's surname, they now have a different energy in their full name. So lots of shifts and changes and things happen as a result of the name energy that surrounds us. Mariana, we're going to take a time out and uh, come back and chat some more. And we'll also take questions from the uh, YouTube and Rumble live chats. Mariana Korwitz, internationally recognized and acclaimed expert on numerological and subliminal influences, has applied to names, birth dates, and addresses. Back with more. Stay with us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As you know, GetTheTea.com has been a sponsor of my show for quite some time. Their all-natural life change tea with a unique blend of 12 herbs has helped many of you to keep your digestive tract clean and healthy. It's so easy. You just brew, steep, refrigerate, and drink. One to two glasses a day helps keep your insides clean. You shower on a daily basis, right? So why not shower your insides with this delicious herbal made in the USA tea that has helped thousands. GetTheTea.com is not a fad. They've been around for 14 years. It's an essential part of my life. My favorite is the pomegranate tea, and they're giving it to you for $8 off exclusively for my listeners. Why not make it an essential part of your life today? Go to getthetea.com slash Richard. That's getthetea.com slash Richard and save today. Remember, it's easy. Just brew, steep, refrigerate, and drink. Keep your gut healthy. They also carry an amazing variety of natural herbal supplements. Check them out at getthetea.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. The energy and power behind your name, Mariana Korowitz, is with us, internationally acclaimed expert on numerological and subliminal influences as applied to names, birth dates, and addresses, MarianaKorowitz.com. And you also have, do you still have the free name report card? I do, yes. It's on my website under free resources. And how does that work? What, uh, what, what can we find there? What does it do? You can put in your first name and then see how different traits um, work through your name. So some names are meant to encourage adventurousness. Some names are meant to encourage business ability or financial ability. So 
each one of those traits are graded. And so you can see how your name works out with all of those different traits. A uh, very popular um, boy's name these days, I understand, is Liam. And which sounds kind of Celtic, if I'm, I think, I think it's Celtic, is it not? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, why is Liam so popular these days? Well, I think um, sometimes we have um, some association with celebrities um, that would have a name. And right now, I think there's a lot of trend for boys' names and even girls' names to a certain degree to keep them short and simple and yet have a nice flow to the name. People don't realize if they're choosing the name Liam for their son, that does create a lot of leadership capability and strength and uh, good financial um, strength there as well. So good choices all the way around with the name. I think people key into it again for its shortness, for some recognition with other people who have the name that are in the spotlight, and then what people sense around the name and its influence. Hmm. And for, for uh, girls, Ava is back. I mean, that was very popular like in the, what, the 30s, the 20s, the 30s, I think about Ava Gardner. Um, uh, Ava's back, right? It's popular. That's right. It is coming back and has been for a couple of years now. And again, we have a short name that is easy to spell and um, has a nice flow to it as well. And this name, too, really works out well for girls because it creates a lot of sensitivity and diplomatic ability and really good with partnership and in relationships. So it's a name that serves well, looks good, and really has a feminine quality to it in the sound. Uh, okay, so I want to talk, let's talk middle names. You see, that's the bridge. And most people, not most, that's not right. A lot of people, uh, they don't really use their middle name. Um, it's just, it's on the birth certificate. Um, I mean, I have a middle name, Brent. Uh, I don't really use it. It's on my credit card, I think. So what is the what is the importance of a middle name and how should we use it to make it most effective? Well, I think if we go back historically, middle names were first put into use to honor different family members. And also if there was the tradition often, especially for boys, to name them after their fathers. So you would have a lot of juniors um, so the middle name would be a way to differentiate the father from the son and so forth. Um, and with girls, if we go back historically, we had a period in time where there were a couple of names that were used a lot for girls. So names like Anne or Marie. With time, what we've seen with, with middle names is that they're developing more of an identity and a unique, uniqueness. And especially after World War II, we see more middle names being added to the whole name component process. And there's a couple of things that happen, at least in my study. I think with, with middle names, the influence of the name affects us with our own self-image. Now, you're not going to know what that influence is, but it's there nonetheless. And in addition, I've talked to a couple of scientists who say that in their study of brain work, that they're seeing the middle name and the influence of that name actually connecting right and left brain influences. And so there we have the creative factor and all of those things coming into play as well. So middle names becoming more popular. Sometimes there's a religious connotation. And then, of course, we have the initial of the middle name that comes to play in the full name also. 
So it's just not, we don't say our middle names a lot, but they're there waiting in the wings. And in some instances, people are using them a lot more today than they did years ago. So that's remarkable that the middle name is helping to connect the left and right hemispheres, which does what? Makes you more um, mentally agile. It makes you, you, you make more connections, maybe, or makes you more artistic. Yeah, so with the left brain, that's our logic. That's the part that we just use in a very objective way to get us through the day. And the right brain activity is the more creative side of life and what sets us in touch with our dreams and our imagination. So if we have a connection between the two, and if right and left brain are not functioning totally independently, then we can take that logic and the good reasoning and apply them to our dreams and our creative action and everything comes together a lot more effectively and successfully. Even if you don't use your middle name a lot, just having it there somewhere, it's written down on a birth record, uh, whether you hear it or say it or write it, it still has that influence? It still has that influence, yes. So you don't have to be aware of it. Um, just the fact that it is there, it's going to be around you. Again, it's just like music or even color. Um, you may not be aware of the color influence of the walls in a room that you're in, but it's still going to affect you. And um, the same thing is true with the name. Uh, some people just use initials. Uh, I remember like a, there was a, a picture that uh, pitched here in Toronto, R.A. Dickey, R.A. Um, how does that work then uh, in terms of the, the power, the energy of the name? Is it lessened if you if you just use initials? It really depends on the initial. So in language, especially in the English language, we have the consonants and we have the vowels, and they both have a purpose. So the vowels are really the life force of language, and we only have five of those, and so they carry that energy and the purpose of a word. The consonants are kind of like containers, and so they hold that energy in a certain way. And so when you put the vowels and the consonants together, then you get this outcome as a result. So if someone uses initials where there still is a vowel, so let's say it's R-A, um, that can still work because you're going to have that live, living vowel energy. But if someone uses just consonant initials like J-P, it's not going to have as much, it's going to be more of a monotone energy in your life than stereophonic. Hmm. Uh, what about your signature? I don't know if this is something you get into, but um, you know, if we, we say the name, we hear the name, you write the name, um, does your signature, uh, and some people, you know, they spend a lot of time sort of developing how they're going to sign their check or a document and so forth. Does that influence the energy and the power of your name? Very much so. It plays a big factor in our lives. And most of us have several options when it comes to a signature. So we can use the name that's on our birth certificate, which would be first, middle, and last name. Or we could use the middle initial. Or we could use the first initial, middle initial, and then last name. And so if you know what each of those choices brings in an energy influence, you can choose the one that's going to be the strongest. Now, the middle or the, the full name, the signature, is what affects us most in our career and in our jobs and in our finances. So particularly good to make sure that you're choosing the one that is strongest in that regard. 
Here's the thing, though, Marianne, cursive is is becoming a, a lost art. They don't even teach that in schools anymore, as far as I know. Um, the, and for me, uh, I mean, I certainly took cursive writing in, in school, but the only time I, I, I sign my name now is, you know, check. Um, is that is that somehow weakening our energy, the fact that we don't write our names as much anymore? Well, it's one area where the names are not represented in our lives, and and so it can weaken the influence to a degree. When we look at some of the different characters in English language, for instance, we look at the M, and it is the beginning letter of mountain, and of course the M looks like a mountain. Mm. We can look at uh, the S, and it's the beginning letter of snake, and an S looks like a snake. So... A lot in the representation of these characters was there for a reason. They're kind of like little pictographs. So when we don't write our names or sign our signatures anymore, we're missing that. Although, because the characters are still there in typed form, you still have the influence present. Uh, if your, um, your name is translated... So Richard becomes Richard, or uh, whatever the the other language might be. Uh, does that does if your name in another language, in other words, does that change the energy? It does, and so some names are the same in different languages, and others have a different form when it goes to a different language. So you have to look at if you're functioning in two cultures in any way, then you have to look at what those two influences are and and pick. And of course, there is that perception when we introduce ourselves um, and how common or how familiar a name is, it's going to play a role in how people relate to you. So um, taking a look at some of my clients come to me, I've relocated from a different country and I really want to be more accepted in my new environment. So how should I change my name? Should I keep it the way it was or come up with a new form? So you can take a look at that and kind of having that name evolve into a new cultural influence. And talk to me then about the power and energy of the surname, the family name. The surname or family name originally was used. So again, if we go way back, we're just first names. And then as time evolved and more and more people were in a location, there was some differentiation that was needed. And so the surname was generally to talk about or would indicate a location, just as you mentioned, down by the river or someone lived on the other side of the hill or in the valley. And oftentimes the surname would represent the trait so of the family. So that would mean if everyone in the family had the surname, they would likely be very much attuned to whatever that family trait was. And the children who were being raised in that family would be more likely to be a part of that trait as they got older. And that was, of course, the real desire in the family is to have these um, different types of trades being handed down through generations. So there's quite a quality on the Kennedy family here in the U.S. That name Kennedy is all about public service. So we see many, many people in that family going into public service, even though their individual lives are very different. You uh, talk about, I think it's one of the, it's the longest name. It's a German name. I'm going to try it here. I love trying. Uh, <laughs> uh, Herbert Blaine Wolf Schlegel Stein Hausenberger Dorf. That is considered to be the longest surname in existence. And it was said that that name 
put together to represent a lot of the areas that were a part of his family culture. So some of the different um, trades and careers and so forth that were there. Now, of course, this name was not, is not a name that you would be able to spell or say too readily, but it certainly had the purpose of representing kind of the family history of what was going on. And what happens when the woman takes the man's name, the wife takes the husband's name, what then happens to her energy and power? The biggest shift she's going to see will be in her career, her job, and her finances because taking on that new surname is going to affect those areas in her life. Sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's for the worse. And so um, when I work with women, I've heard many women tell me that they really didn't see a shift in their lives when they met the man who became their future husband, even if they moved in together. But once they took the different name, they noticed a difference in their career or their success or their finances. So I always recommend that you take a look. It's going to change your name through marriage. Take a look and see what you can do to make sure you are keeping the quality that you want. Now, in some instances, you may be going to a stronger name and could launch you into a whole better position in life, but it's best to know what's going to be happening as a result of that name change. Right, right. Yeah, ladies, do you want to be Mrs. Wolf Schlegelsteinhausen Burgerdorf? What about a hyphenated name? We're seeing more and more hyphenated names today. Um, I think that can allow for some meaning to take place with different members of the family or different um, aspects that people might have. Women are often hyphenating their surnames when they get married, so they keep their maiden name as the first part of the hyphenated surname and then the husband's name as the second part. This is often passed down to the children as well. So it can work quite well. It does lengthen the name, so you have to consider that uh, with the spelling and how when when you're giving your name to someone, but it can also add a little more distinctiveness to the name when you're using a name overall. All right, so it's not just about names. Uh, it's also about addresses, right? Your your physical address, your mailing address. Um, is it the number, the street name, the combination? It is mostly the number. So when it comes to addresses, so we can we can kind of drill this all down in a lot of different ways. So for instance, if we have a city name, that will create an energy for the city but there generally you're not going to notice too much because there are so many people living in the city. They're all functioning under that same influence. Any street will have a certain energy to the street itself, but for an individual building or a home, it's the number that acts like the name of that particular building. And so when I look at addresses, what I will do is I will um, take all the numbers in the address and bring it down to one digit through addition. And then that number is going to define what the environment of that particular address will bring. So if you have a particular number with the address, it may really attune itself well to socializing and having people coming in and out all the time. Another one might be very isolating. So good name or good address for a house that's off in the woods is kind of a vacation property where people just want to get away from it all. 
what is a what is a nickname if your nickname sort of takes over and it's not even a short form of your name let's say for example richard starkey ringo star born richard starkey but everyone calls him ringo i don't know maybe his wife calls him richard but everyone calls him ringo what is that does that lessen the power of his original name it doesn't lessen it, but it changes it. So the name that we use the most often is the one that has the most influence. And for a lot of people, we evolve into different names as we get older, we work into different aspects of a career. So whichever name you're using the most or where you use that name. So if you use a particular name at work and then use a different name at home, that influence is going to differ with different people. I know you added an A to Mary Anna to change the energy. Have you ever come across when you, you, you recommended that they change their name entirely? Not necessarily their surname, but uh, they change their name from Peter to John or something, you know, fairly traumatic? Yes, I do have clients who come to me and say, I, there's just everything in my life seems to be going wrong. I just can't get things on track the way I want to. And they notice that when they take a look at what their name is doing, it's like, oh no, that's not what I want to be happening. So in those instances, we can take a look at some other name options, a totally different name. It's important to know what that's going to do going forward. And that's one of the reasons I work with people on coaching. So that once you get to that new name energy, you know that it's doing things in a different way and you're adjusting to it and reading it correctly. Uh this is an interesting handle again. Toxic Canadian asks, what does my name represent? It's Suzanne. And can I add an A to the end to change my rotten luck? Maybe you should change your handle. Toxic Canadian. I mean, <laughs> that can't help. No, that's true. So Suzanne, and I'm assuming that what she is looking at is the possibility of going to Susanna. Right. right. Be yeah. The assumption. Yes. Okay. So um, with Suzanne, what's going to happen is she's going to have a very, very independent streak in her life. And for some women, that can work fine. And for others, it feels a bit isolating. So feeling like, well, I'm just not finding the partners in life that I want, or I'm having to do, go alone too much, that kind of thing can be a factor. Now, in going to Susanna, there are a couple of different spellings. So if you're going to take Susanna with an H, so same name and then A-H at the end, you're going to have a lot more adrenaline and activity in your life. And if you're just working with um, Susanna with an A, that is going to create more of a solid traditional feeling in life and uh, much more traditional overall. So it just depends what you're looking for across the board. So if Suzanne says, I just have had it with all that independence, she can look at some of the other possible spellings. All right, hope that helps, Suzanne. Susanna. Um, private name asks, my address growing up was my birth year backwards. What might that mean? Well, that's interesting. Now, what was that again? Uh, their their address, I guess when they grew up, the, their, their childhood home, the address was their birth year backwards. Huh, okay. Well, again, numbers have a role to play in our lives, and we sometimes see those numbers repeating. And so our birth year is very important. We repeat it a lot with our birth date throughout life. And so that association can take place 
with the home that we live in. And sometimes it's just that subliminal effect that creates that attraction. All right, uh, let's see, Jim Sharp. Well, we, you sort of addressed this earlier, but maybe he missed it. Uh, does the short form of a name take on a different meaning? It definitely does. And so with this individual's name being Jim, and generally the given name here would be James, they're going to be quite different. So um, with Jim, this is a name that will create that high adrenaline, good for sales and really wanting to get out there and do lots of different things. Um, pedals always down to the floor, morning till night, um, sometimes can feel a little bit exhausting with the energy. And with James, it's more of a creative quality. So he will be looking to be more creative in life and be uh, very communicative with other people. So more independence with Jim, high charge, sales quality, and more people-oriented and communicative with James. All right, uh, Jim Sharp, hope that helps. Um, you say that people with the same first name are going to share certain characteristics. Could they also, I mean, we'll get into the different different types of characteristics uh, if time allows, but can they can they share physical characteristics? Sometimes they can because I think a lot of the influences in life, the different energies in life do affect us physically. So there are certain names, for instance, that will encourage physical activity. So if I take a look at some athletes and and see some of the names that repeat in athletic performance, um, that, of course, is going to encourage someone to do more building their body and fitness and all of those types of things. So whatever that and other names will encourage someone to really be aware of their physical appearance and want to pre present themselves very favorably. So it can affect appearance. Uh, so if you've got... Um... Uh, women named Debbie, what other traits would they share? Not necessarily physical. Okay, and this would be, I'm assuming Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E? -E. Yes. This is a name that is very independent again. So for a woman, sometimes good, sometimes not preferred. But Debbies are going to be independent. They're going to see things from a very personal position, and this name is meant to have them learn their lessons on their own in life, and yet they're going to have a very um, loving quality as well and want to do a lot of giving to others and specializing in what they do. Big challenge for Debbie is to receive as much as she gives, so that's the whole factor around unconditional love, equal giving, equal receiving. If um, you wanted your child, your unborn child, uh, to be incredibly independent, let's say, uh, you know, it's going to be a boy, you're hoping that he'll be maybe creative, a writer or a painter, what would be some good names? Well, if we're looking at, um now, of course, with the career, you're going to be blending that with the last name as well. But if you're just looking at independence, and a lot of parents do like that quality in a boy's name. They want their sons to have that independent quality, stand alone, be a leader, uh, not really find themselves doing what other people are asking them to do. Some of the names that can do that for a boy are a name like Peter, Dan, so not Daniel, 
but Dan, and you can give the shortened form of names to a new baby, and that way it stays that way. Ward, which is a name that is becoming more popular now, W-A-R-D. So all of these names will be very independent, very physically oriented, and then you can build on that with a full name. Uh, all right, so um, the um, free name therapy guide, that's at the website on the homepage, MarianaKorwitz.com. Um, and then if, we, if they need to contact you for some uh, name therapy coaching, they just use the contact uh, form there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the name, in the meantime, we have uh, Name Power 101, Addresses Count, Cycles Count. How do we get a copy of those books? Right now, I am in the process of doing a second edition of Name Power 101, so I'm hoping to have that ready mid to late summer. Um, but Addresses Count and Cycles Count are available on my website. Uh, we didn't talk about cycles, but we do really... Um, in life, we have cycles by the year, by the month, by the day. So knowing what to do on in each of those situations can be expressed in the Cycles Count book. So those are all available on my website. All right, there is another website, thebabynamingexperience.com, and uh, there's uh, tremendous resources there. Choosing names, baby naming lab, uh, behavioral naming, and uh, you're available there for consultations as well. Correct, absolutely. Mariana, this was absolutely fascinating. We'll have to do this again. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Would love to. Thank you, Richard. My pleasure. Mariana Korwitz. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe at strangeplanetpodcast.com.